and welcome to episode 81 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMiniman. In this week's podcast, we are going to discuss the topic of changing direction, specifically at the leadership level and the strategy development stage. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you today? I am doing fine. It's been a little while. Yeah, are you well rested after your mini vacation? Are are you know that's a great point. Are you ever rested from a vacation? I've never been. No, I, I have never been either. And and this one, you know, so this one for us was our first empty nesters vacation that Gay and I have taken without kids in a long, long time. Uh, cool. But we, but we, uh, we just blew and went. I mean, we were just all kinds of sights didn't stop and so we got home we were we were tired well, you know, but but we yeah. saw a lot of we saw a lot of wonderful countryside we saw the uh wonderful town of portland and um we thoroughly and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves voodoo donuts sorry to talk about uh, i i took uh lots of pictures and said i'm not standing in that line well it was a long I, luckily when oh, i was my there goodness. The first time I was at Voodoo Donuts, it was uh, not a bad line, maybe 20 minutes. Oh, no. This was more like an hour and a half. Oh. Yeah, that's nuts for a donut. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It was wrapped around two or three times and down the street. and So we went and had lunch at a place around the corner from uh, Voodoo called Dan and Louie's. And it was excellent. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, seafood place. It was, oh. it was very good. So, so, so the point to this conversation to our audience is the reason we didn't uh, issue a podcast last last week was because Sean was traveling and I was on vacation. So, um, <laughs> so, so that that was the whole reason for that uh, uh, one minute and forty seven second uh, uh, interlogue or yeah, prologue or whatever you call those. <laughs> but I will say, yeah, take your vacations. And I was going to ask you about about pictures photography since that's my my second I, hobby i took yeah. a lot of great pictures and one of my new uh hobbies that i started a couple years ago was i now uh create um vacation books using snapfish okay. and um i i basically i tell the story of our vacation with pictures and some words and then that way we've got a nice little you know 25 to 50 page uh, document of our vacation. That's fun for people to look at and see what all we did and where we went and what we saw and, and see some of the great pictures. I really got some really good pictures. I'm kind of getting into the, you know, taking, you know, uh, unique pictures, you know, on some of these vacations that are either really fun or unique. You know, I've got a, a great picture of my wife kneeling down next to the water and, She's a silhouette with the sun kind of behind her, and she's touching the ocean. Right. And uh, it's a beautiful picture. I mean, it's just amazing how well it turned out. So, okay, so I have fun making these books. Well, good. And then, all right, so, so yeah, the tip now is is uh, when you create something like that, you create a, a photograph. You just take pictures, uh-huh. right? So uh, there's the lingo. The lingo the photography, the photography. You're dragging me into the photography world, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and next thing you're going to do is tell me, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to tell me I shouldn't be using my iPhone to take pictures. Absolutely not. No way. iPhones, <laughs> iPhones are great. Um, so are mirrorless cameras and so are, uh, DSLRs and full frames. They're all, they're all great. 
But uh, I will say, I will say, you know, now we're three minutes and 42 seconds into this. I will say that <laughs> taking the trip yeah. is more important than the gear. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I'm glad to be back. But uh, and we plan on taking more of these now that, uh, you know, we're empty nesters and uh, life is a little bit different for us. So, you know, uh, we plan on doing more of these little trips. So good. So on to our topic today. So Sean and I sat down and kind of brainstormed, uh, you know, what is the uh, next topic and kind of what we were talking about right then about, uh, you know, changes in your life. Uh, we want to kind of touch base on um, changing directions within your organization. So just like you have to make changes when life is moving forward, like in my case, uh, you know, our kids are now out of the house. And so life is a little bit different and that creates some changes. Uh, it creates some good things. It creates some challenges. You know, we've kind of changed direction a little bit. So we want to kind of touch on what changing directions looks like for an organization. And I think we wanted to start with the top. Uh, yeah. So strategically. strategically. So where do you, th- yeah. Where do you think we should start with strategic changing of direction? Well, I think the, the the idea of changing direction and acknowledging the potential or the planned changing of direction should be should be discussed among a leadership team. So, strategically, you have a plan. Now, when do you change direction from that plan? Right. Um, you should. You, I, I go back to I go back to looking at a, a risk analysis. If you've got say an 18 month strategic plan. So maybe, maybe you've got a three year plan, but a, but an 18 month um, milestone and you're, you're traveling along based on what you expect to have happen, measuring how you should be progressing along that schedule is, is really the, the best way to be able to plan any, any kind of changes or correction. Now, I guess the level of, of change that we're talking about here could be corrections or a wholesale change of the plan. And market conditions might cause you to have to change your strategic plan. So you should acknowledge that and and plan in your day-to-day activity that there could be triggers that would cause you to change change the uh, overall strategy. So I think the first thing, you know, I want to make sure that uh, we touch on from a a leadership standpoint uh, for sure is the fact that – all the leaders involved in the strategic planning aspect need to have some level of flexibility to understand that a plan is allowed to change. Now that doesn't mean it needs to change willy nilly for lack of a better word, because you know, there are times where you need to kind of stick to your guns and then there's times where you need to just call it and say, look, this is obviously not working. We're going down a path of, destruction, we're going down a path that's not supporting the growth of the company, whatever it may be, you need to understand that there is a point and a time at which the leadership team needs to come to an agreement and be able to make a U-turn, reset themselves, and go a different path. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, that's not a bad thing, especially if leadership does it on purpose based on information and the information that I would like to say drives them are leading indicators right 
got your leading indicators set, then then you are well informed on how you should change. But it also provides confidence from the rank and file of the organization that the leadership team knows what's going on and understands that beating a dead horse might be what they're doing, you know, what, what maybe a leadership team might do if they say, hey, we've got to stick to our guns. But if, if uh, you, you say, hey, this, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, yeah, this, this horse is dead. Let's uh, move on to one that's going to actually move for us. Then, right. you know, it, it'll, uh, it'll provide confidence in the rank and file. And then that's how, that's how leadership is built. A leader, is, a leader is built by doing things that causes people to follow them because they they can see where the out, the best outcome should be. Well, and even greater to that, that's how a leadership team is built because now that team is working together to make good decisions, uh, whether it be decisions that the team agrees to move forward or that the team agrees to turn around and make another uh, directional change. So when so when the rank and file sees that 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 leadership is actually arm in arm, no matter what's going on, that builds confidence, mm-hmm. you know, and that builds, uh, you know, uh, trust uh, in the in the leadership team. Because, again, it, you know, no, nobody in their right mind would think that somebody is making the perfect decisions every time like clockwork. If you do, you're crazy because we're all human. Right. And the leadership shouldn't, shouldn't make it sound like that they, that they will make all decisions perfectly every single time. That's exactly right. Don't, don't come across that way. Yeah. One of the things you said a minute ago. So if you're, if you're developing a, uh, you know, a three year plan or a, you know, a five year plan, I would think five years is probably too long. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not sure about that, but you know, usually I, I hear when I hear about strategic plans, I usually hear about three to five years. Right. Um, but one of the things you mentioned there that I think is very important, and that is setting some milestones with some um, completion activities. A lot of people will set a, a strategic goal to be somewhere at a certain point in three years, and then they'll let go until that three years. And I think that's a huge, huge mistake that you're not doing anything to check yourself, let's say, you know, 12 months in or 18 months in to say, Hey, leadership team, we said we were going after this and we were going to be there in three years. Uh, we agreed that at, you know, 12 months, we would be at this point. Those are the kind of things that will help you decide, should you keep going down the path you're going or should you turn around? But I hear about so many people that don't put, uh, mile markers, uh, down their strategic road. Yes. Yeah, uh, have you ever been? Have you ever been in that boat? Oh, I've been in that boat. I've seen. I've seen people try to set a goal like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then they then they kind of don't understand when you check in with them on the overall plan. How is that going? Right. This is what we're doing. You know. It, so okay, maybe to give some benefit to somebody that's listening that might not be part of that leadership team, if if there is a long range goal set out there and explain to you and you understand part of what or the part that you play, then feed that, feed that up, feed that forward, the status mm-hmm. and the up and the, and the update. Cause if you do, 
and you're not getting any response or you don't see the the colleagues that should have their parts, you know, being, being moved in the same direction, then, you know, you will understand, you know, what the overall importance of that goal is in, in the organization. Right. And it's not to, it's not for you to do something drastic one way or another, but I mean, maybe you as, as an individual that wants to see the, the same outcome that was laid out in front of you, um, you want to see that come to fruition, then you can push what you're doing up to the leadership team that, that might or might not be as active in getting the, the tasks along the way completed or at least getting an update on it. Right. You know, some you people, unfortunately, you do see people with great ideas and they think that the people underneath them or the, the individual departments, okay, well, I've said, you know, I want to be twice as big revenue wise, you know, silly goal, but make twice as big revenue wise in, in three years. And then if they just sit back and they look at month to month and don't see where it's moving towards that end goal, then the chances of meeting that goal are pretty slim. And you know, sometimes you might want to think whether you want to be part of that team or not. Right. So um, just to kind of give a visual to people that are not in the leadership team uh, to help visualize where we're talking about and what we're talking about. Um, if you look at two key things that would be in the middle of a diagram that I'm about to explain, uh, you would have your vision and your strategy. And we've touched on both of those in previous podcasts. So what we're really talking about today is the change in that strategy if you're going down a direction and you wind up changing something in that strategy, but that strategy, that vision and that strategy would have four components in it. And those components are what we're going to be talking about some point in the future called a balanced scorecard. Uh, we do have plans to kind of talk about balanced scorecard, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because this would give you a visual of what those changes would affect. And the typical balanced scorecard has the uh, financial component, the uh, internal process component, the customer component, and the knowledge base component. And so if you wind up doing a change to that center component with the vision and the strategy, if you change that strategy, you can now see that you've got those four components that could be affected by that change. And so... The only reason I'm bringing that up is because the people in the rank and file might have objectives that are linked to those four components Absolutely. that are linked to that vision and strategy. And so that's where the cascading effect comes into play. And you would have a strategy map that would help cascade down those objectives to how do I play a role or a part in this activity to help support that vision and that strategy that it's at the middle of that diagram. So, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. I hoped I've kind of explained kind of that diagram, but you know, we've we've talked about visions and we've talked about strategy and and in this podcast we're talking about changes in strategy, but I at least wanted you to get an idea of what are all the components we're going to be talking about that are affected by that and how people play 
a part in a change that might happen to one of those. Did that, did that clarify it for you, Sean? Well, yeah, no, I think it was a good <laughs> description of, of the big picture. The big picture yeah. You know, so. and that's what I was trying to get to because you're right. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, the, the leadership sits in a room, makes these decisions and your, your managers, your supervisors and your frontline employees don't actually see a lot of that information. So, you know, it's incumbent upon the leadership team, one, to roll out that vision and that strategy, but then two, start to build the connection between how your, how your managers and your supervisors play a role in supporting that strategy. And then to get to the point of today's discussion, the fact that if that strategy changes, how does that affect all the people that you've now involved in that strategy? You know, well, so that's, that's a very important that you don't forget about that part. Exactly. And, and I was just going to add how you communicate it. Even if, even if one group is not affected by the change, communicating that there is a change and that, and that you either are expected to be affected or not affected, that mm-hmm. should be, that should be communicated through so that people understand, Hey, okay, I'm, I'm heading down my path. And I'm good, even even though I understand there's a change. You don't want changes to come through the grapevine. You yeah. want to be clear and and purposeful on making sure that everybody that is on the the change management team or or is impacted by the change understands the full scope of what has changed and what is impacted by it. So here's an interesting question: You and I have been both in publicly traded companies and actually the same publicly traded company. And now you and I are both in privately held companies. Uh, Do you think there's a difference in the way um, vision and strategy planning happens in a privately held company as compared to a publicly traded company? I have an opinion here. So I'm, I'm 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 curious what your answer is. Oh, my my answer is definitely there is a difference. Okay, and what's the difference? Well, the difference is a strategy. I, I think I think the strategy in a publicly traded company is a little more short sighted than in a privately held company. You can you can okay look out. You can look out because you have the ability to to uh, go through a dip in in making your change or making your, your strategy work. If there is an investment, if there is an investment to be made, you can, you can make that, that dip and it's easier to get that plan across to the board members of a, of a privately held company than it is to a publicly traded company when stock price value revenue on a quarterly basis is looked at all of, all of the metrics that wall street looks at to me, it's very hard to, to uh, execute a longer-term strategy when you've got market forces that might adversely affect a short-term metric. I, I 100% agree. Now, what I was going to... Hey, I always, I, was, I always like you it when I get the answer right. Yeah. <laughs> You're assuming I, 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 I have the right answer. <laughs> You're the one asking the question, so you must have the answer. You and I are, you and I are on the same page. Let's put it that way. Right. It may not be right or wrong, but... But you and I are on the same page. And the fact that the fact uh, the the thing that I'd like to add to that, though, is the fact that um, my one perception would be that 
uh, publicly traded companies demand a strategy more than a privately held company. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a, there's a positive there for a publicly traded company, but then I definitely like your answer. And that is the fact that a publicly traded company is not as flexible with the long-term situation needed for a strategy, let alone a change Mm -hmm. in that strategy. Uh, I think that that is very difficult in a publicly traded environment. Uh, whereas in a privately, uh, held, uh, company, changes in that strategy are much easier done. They're more forgiving. Um, you know, so I, I think that that, I think that that's the, the difference that I see, uh, in the two. So. All right. Let me throw, um, let me throw a wrench in, in the works only because I don't want people to think, okay, yeah, there's, we're we're in Pollyanna companies. I think one of the <laughs> one of the uh, I guess gotchas that you want to look out for is regardless of whether you're in a publicly traded company or a privately held company, the flexibility that you just talked about it kind of made me think when when somebody in the organization is is prideful in, uh-huh. in some part of the strategy, you always have to. You always have to uh, manage the change from somebody's, I hate to use the word agenda, but, but somebody's, somebody's, you know, prized pig that they, that they think that they've got, you know, that, that, and that's where, that's where the flexibility and the discussions, I think though, in a, in a privately held company, it's a little more easy. Or I shouldn't say easy. I, I think it's a little more forthright. In your explain in your explanation on why things have to change, where I, I do believe I do believe in a publicly traded company, the the egos and and needs to be right are a little stronger. Now that, that that's definitely opinion, and maybe it's it's based on based on things that I've experienced in the past. So you know, don't take that as gospel. But you know what, I want to throw it out there that sure, a strategy is good, and you would think that it would be for the benefit of all, but you know what? It might it might be swayed to the benefit of a few, and and if if something changes where that that benefit then isn't to those few, you could have a more difficult time in making that change. So just acknowledge. Well, and it, I truly, you know. and I truly believe that strategies are much more difficult to implement, maintain, and manage in a publicly traded company, just due to the, like you said, the external influences that. Uh, uh, the stakeholders, quite honestly, the stakeholders that are involved in it. You've got, you've got, you know, uh, usually a larger board of directors. You've got, you know, shareholders. You've got, you know, Wall Street. You've got, you know, a lot of different, uh, um, you know, exchange activities. You've got, uh, um, I'm trying to think of like auditors and stuff are involved in it. And, you and know, you've got message boards on Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's serious. Yeah. You know, we joke for a second about that, but that really is true. And Twitter. You know, uh, and, and, yeah, on social media. I guess, yeah, maybe, so maybe that's where I, I I showed my age. I first went to the message boards on Yahoo. Probably nobody uses them anymore. It's all on Twitter. I don't know. (laughs) It, it, I'm sure it is. You're probably right. Uh, some, uh, millennial would say, what? Yeah, what's the message? (laughs) So, so, uh, you know, it, it sounds a little bit like we're dogging on, uh, publicly traded companies. Uh, but uh, I do think that uh, a publicly traded company's ability statistically is much more difficult 
to manage that strategic activities than a privately held company. I mean, I, to me, it would probably be pretty easy to prove that fact. Yeah. Well, um, I, and and I, I like to I like to but there. To but think. I will say, I will say, just saying, I will say that that we're speaking in generalities. There's always going to be a company that'll prove you wrong. Well, yeah, you but know, they're out there. I was also going to say, you know, what are some of those external factors? It's it's regulation. So publicly mm-hmm. traded companies, you have a lot of a lot of you know people's money in in your stock and like that. So you, you need regulation. And why do you need, why why is there that much regulation? Because people cheated the system. Yeah. So that's, yep. that's that's the issue that you have if you can if you can look at it from that perspective. The reason that it's more difficult is because of the layers and layers and layers of regulation, whether it's government regulation, industry regulation, things things that that want to provide for fairness but it 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 almost it almost forces entities or aspects to be unfair in in how they can do the best that they can for the customers for the employees and suppliers and anybody else involved in the organization so i don't know we're maybe right we'll see. well i was going to say so to kind of kind of bring it all the way back around the reason we went down that path was due to the fact that um, no matter whether you're privately or publicly traded company, um, it's the fact that a strategy is important, no matter which one you're in. And the ability to manage that strategy is extremely important to your success. So your ability to be able to uh, recognize that you've got some stumbling box ahead and you need to make a change or you need to come back and go a different direction has to be there no matter whether you're publicly or privately held. Um, you've got to be able to do that. And if you can't, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because, again, nobody's perfect. Nobody can come out of the gates with a perfect strategy uh, right out the door. It just is it, – it, there's too many variables. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. And if you did, it's because you literally – you know, air quotes here, won the lottery, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, so yeah, people, people should, should be okay with understanding a, a path and then, and then the kind of like oscillations along that path to get to the end. Yeah. Was it, you know, you just went on vacation. It's about the journey. I mean, you didn't like the airline, right. the, the flight, but you know what? It's about the journey. It's about the journey. And, you know, when you get there, then you reap the benefits of getting there. Yep. I will say we did enjoy Alaska Air. Oh, is that right? Okay. You know, so, so kudos for Alaska Air. They, they are, they really got their stuff together. Good. Good to hear. Uh, um, so I think that, uh, you know, we've kind of touched on the, the high side of the, of the strategic activities and changes in that strategy. I think, uh, I believe our next podcast, we're going to talk about, you know, changes in, you know, down lower, you know, with the, with the operations and with the personnel. Yeah. So I think that that's where we're going to go, go to next. We're not going to try and cover that in this podcast, but I think that that's where we're going to go to next. So is, is there anything else you want to add from a strategic level and in, in changing directions? No, just uh, keep, always keep the strategy and the, and the tasks on the strategy on your mind when you're doing your day to day activity. Are, are you working, yep. you know, I always ask that question. Are you working toward the end goal? 
Yep. Are you working towards the strategy? And, that, and that's agree. why, and that's why a monetary strategy and goal is not the best because you can't always say, yes, what I just did will add four or five cents to the top line revenue that we're expected to have in five years. That's why. Yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started there. You know how I feel about that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I agree with you. It should be, it should be something more, um, Oh, let's see, nothing special, but I don't know. I, I, I'll have to think of what the right term is, rather than a monetary goal. And unless you're a, unless you're a not for profit and you want to, right. you know, cure some disease or something like that, that's the obvious goal. And what what are you you know what you're doing? Is it meeting that goal? But you know, in a, in, a, in an organization, you're there to make money. You're there to you're there to satisfy a need of the customer. And I think you should lean towards a strategy that satisfies the needs of a customer. That will that right. will that will result in a nice cash flow. You would expect if you do everything right, and it'll also uh, result in more customers, which will grow that top line. So that's you try to get you, you try to get to it, but not by being focused on the cash. Well, and that's why I'm a fan of balanced scorecard. Yeah, I agree. We plan on discussing balance scorecards in the next uh episodes kind of on down the road a little bit so, so that's my long-winded well, my long-winded summary of how i felt your your, your long-winded wrap-up that's a good one <laughs> let's go ahead <laughs> let's go ahead and end right here um sean uh, i hope you've uh, i hope all of our listeners have enjoyed this episode uh, we will be back with everyone next week yeah you so, know what sean, let's, you take care and let's wish oh. uh, everybody well speaking of um well because we'll, we will put this out this week, right, Les? So we'll yes, yes, we'll, we will. We'll uh, wish everyone well up in Sonoma and Napa and uh, and everybody that's uh, fighting fires up here in California. Oh, boy, yeah, and I saw some of that. Yes, yeah, because even yeah. down even down here where I am, it's uh, and I'm about sixty miles away. It is uh, foggy, hazy, and smelly. So I can't imagine what it's oh, like wow. if your if your house burns down. Needless to say, so no doubt, best keep them in our for, prayers. Absolutely. Yep. You take care, Sean. We'll talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.